When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome in episode 15 of the Brutally Honest Sports Podcast. My name is Dan Kurtz, and I'm joined by my co-host, the man, the myth, and always the legend, Aaron Riley. Aaron, feels amazing to be back. How about yourself? Yeah, we took a we took a little uh, little break. Uh, you know, a little hiatus. <laughs> took a little vacation there, but uh, keeping everybody on their toes, and, and I'm ready to kick off uh, another week and another great couple shows here. Took a breather. You know, not much going on during Fourth of July week. Uh, we hope everybody had a safe, had a healthy, had a happy. Fourth of July holiday and weekend and week last week, but uh, looking forward to getting back into some topics. I think sports are really tar- starting to take shape. Um, MLB has some plans, NHL has some plans as well. We get into some topics like Patrick Mahomes securing the bag. We get into um, some Camu and stuff. We get into some Redskins talk and finish it with some talk from the sports world. But uh, are there any other debates or topics that the listeners can look forward to on, on this podcast? Then uh, that just about does it. I think uh, you know. It, it kind of varies uh, from from the perspective of you know it's it's amazing the amount of money that, that's coming down the pipeline for these guys especially in the NFL and and obviously uh, Ninja just kind of has a an unrealistic approach when it comes to sports and the actual world it'll be interesting to get into it yeah if anyone knows Patrick Mahomes out there can get me a loan that'd be very appreciated but uh, let's get into it and now for today's topics. Patrick Mahomes secures the bag. Uh, he signed a 10-year, $450 million extension with the Kansas City Chiefs to keep him on the team through 2031. Um, in total, it'll be 12 years from now and making $503 million with incentives and all that good stuff uh, in place. Aaron, huge deal. Uh, we don't, I don't think we've ever seen a deal like this in the NFL, obviously, at Mike Trout. Bryce Harper comes to mind. But in terms of a contract like that for a quarterback, a contract like that for the NFL, um, I don't think it can really compare to anything else we'll get to. Maybe a few reaches and comparisons a little bit later, but um, what were your first thoughts on this deal and, and uh, how happy is Patrick Mahomes right now? I thought it would be in the ballpark of $400 million. You know, obviously exceeded that. I, I, it's just mind-blowing. I mean, there's stats out there that he's making like $90 a minute and, and everything else. Like, there's all these ridiculous tidbits on that contract, but absolutely mind-blowing to me, you know, for a guy that, that plays a, the quarterback position, not, not to devalue that, probably arguably the best one in the game. Right now, and that contract, you know, obviously shows that, but uh, absolutely just mind-blowing. It's just – it's insane times we're living in, and, and the market value for a quarterback is, is sky high, and, and he's the cream of the crop when it comes to that. Yeah, 10 years is insane. I don't think the chances of him actually playing out this entire deal are pretty high. I, I, I would go as far as say they're pretty slim. I think 
he might, you know, very well make more than $500 million over the next 12 years. But I think the chances that he plays out his contract or the Chiefs decide to let him stay in the team for that entire contract are pretty slim. I think just the structure of the deal and then the history of quarterback contracts in recent history, um, I think suggests that the Chiefs and Mahomes probably won't see the final few years. I mean, we could talk about potentially restructuring a deal after five years, after six years. I read a couple of things that there's an out in that, in that contract here. They do that probably after five or six years. I think for this deal to play out is planned to its conclusion. Uh, Mahomes would have to be good enough to justify these massive bonuses. I, I read somewhere that um, he'll get a, a million and a half bonus for winning MVP each year and then a million and a half bonus again for winning the Super Bowl each year, which for some reason factors into the 503. So I think like roster bonuses and incentives and I guess everything else like that make the deal seem astronomically high and everyone's going to look at the $500 million, the half a billion total and be like, holy shit, he's making half a billion dollars. But uh, it's also nice for the agent to be like, hey, like, I just negotiated a fucking $500 million deal. Like I can sign you and you can make similar money which it only makes sense if you're a Patrick Mahomes-type type quarterback, but hey, at least you can say you did that. So to me, I think it's, you have to read between the lines a little bit on these deals. And, you know, him making it 10 years to 2031, which seems like it's fake, by the way. You know, we're in 2020. You know, 2030 seems like an absolute <laughs> lifetime away, much less, you know, 11, 10 years away. So do, do you think he makes it to his contract without them, A, without them cutting him, or B, without them going through some sort of renegotiation? Yeah, that's, that's an extremely interesting point. I think uh, at some point, you know, they, they go back to the negotiation table and they restructure it. I mean, you know, we, we could be wrong. We could be missing the mark. Maybe, he, you know, he plays it out. He, he plays pretty well. He collects a couple of rings along the way. You know, maybe spreads them out, wins one in the next, you know, two to three, and then, you know, the following five to six or something like that. You know, I think Rodgers signed a, a pretty lengthy extension. This was now years ago, but uh, and he's he's played in one one place. But there was controversy with him. You know, like you alluded to, I think there's been controversy with a lot of quarterbacks on long-term deals. You know, are they really going to last that long in one place? You know, whether it be injuries, whether it be you know just uh, unhappiness. You know, over a long period of time, and and the amount of, of pressure that's now, you know, added to, to Patrick Mahomes is, is obviously huge. Last year, yeah, it matters. But now you sign a deal like that, you're, you're expected to win, I would say, at least two to three to four Super Bowls. Just yeah. Because I, that's the biggest contract ever. So if, if he would come up short in the next three, four years, I think that adds extreme pressure to, to the situation with, with the general manager, with the, the whole organization for, for signing a guy for, for such big money. I mean – Obviously, at the top of his game and extremely young, you know, our age, 24. You know, I think maybe he plays like seven, eight years of this deal and then, uh, you know, maybe ends up elsewhere. It's so hard to say. It's so hard to predict these type of things because he's so young. And uh, this is a monster. This is unheard of uh, in the NFL, at least in that perspective. So I think maybe he plays out seven, eight years and then something happens. Uh, maybe they restructure it before then. Obviously not to his chagrin, uh, you know, he wants to collect every last penny of this one. Yeah, it's interesting, too. You know, you see $500 million, like, it's not really comparable to a guy like Mike Trout in, in baseball fans who signed a 12-year $426 million contract because in baseball and in basketball, the NBA, those contracts are fully guaranteed as soon as the ink fucking dries, which is insane. Like, Mike Trout could never play a second of baseball again and make $420 million, which is crazy, but in contrary to, to Mahomes, he's only going to make guaranteed 141 million of the deal is guaranteed for injury only. So if he never plays a second again for the Chiefs, if he goes out week one, 
and tears up his leg somewhat like Alex Smith, RIP, didn't die, but his leg did. Um, <laughs> he only make $140 million. So, you know, I think if, if we're looking at the $500 million, sort of pump the brakes a little bit. But I think, you know, as good as he is and as young as he is, there's a really good chance he makes it 10 years. So we'll obviously have to have to see on that. And uh, we'll catch him in the pod in 11 years to let you know if uh, Mahomes did, did in fact uh, make it through this contract. But if you signed a $140 million contract, Aaron, what is your – first move after you sign a contract you buying a house you find a vegas putting it all on black what are, what are we doing with that 140 million dollars in signing yeah def, definitely buying a, a few houses uh you know i'm gonna scatter them throughout the country probably you know maybe you might get a hawaii crib uh you know God. probably one south florida somewhere uh somewhere you know a little bit more reserved not not the miami scene uh, you don't want to, don't want to be caught up in that. Uh, yeah, I'm buying a couple houses in, in in nice weather locations. I'm buying you know a couple Ferraris uh, for sure, a couple Porsches, that type of deal. Maybe a golf course or uh, you know just some type of a lucrative business as well. Just because why not? You know I can be a business owner easily now. So yeah, that that's I'm kind of spreading it out. But the fact that I think he got what sixty sixty six mil or something like that just for the for the sign. Just yeah, just the sign. He's over sixty five million dollars. So that's cash. That's cash in hand that you know you can use. <laughs> Liquid. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right then and there. So that's kind of that's one of those stories where it's like you're making your dreams come true. Every you know, I would love to to experience that in, in my lifetime. Yeah, I I, I just telling you this off there. I think my first move was probably. A, securing my parents, securing my family, which I'm making $65 million in signing. It's not that hard to do. And B, (laughs) buying private private jet. I I think just being able to be mobile and and go wherever the hell I want to. You know, I could go to, you know, Hawaii on Saturday and fly back to Kansas City on Sunday for the game if I'm Patrick Mahomes, which I feel like he's probably more of a humble guy. And knowing him, not that I know him, but uh, (laughs) but I read about it. It cost me five bucks, Patrick. It was great. Um, Knowing him, I feel like he probably – was watching film or talking to Andy Reid or, you know, training yesterday and today. So uh, I think he's a humble guy, but I feel like the, the opportunities are endless and possibilities are endless, you know, of what I would do if, if I had $140 million. But if we're looking at comparisons, I think it's – in terms of money, I think you automatically look at Carson Wentz and look at Jared Goff. Back in 2017, so no. Wentz – okay, so Wentz signed a four-year $128 million deal, and then Goff topped him by $6 million signing a four-year – $134 million deal. Mahomes is going to make $155 million in new money over the next four years. So, which is about $14 million more than, than those two, I guess, combined. Or not combined, but just more than those two. So, if we're comparing and, and looking sort of at, at those two contracts in a vacuum, I think Mahomes is it's like a little bit similar. Now, if I'm if I'm the Chiefs and I'm, I'm paying sort of a Mahomes like a, like a Goff or like a Wentz, I feel like that's kind of a win-win, though. Yeah. No, I, th- I think I think Mahomes is far far better than golf. You know, it kind of pains me to say, but far better than Wentz. Obviously, I mean, he's got a ring already. It's a little interesting. I mean, he did get you know knocked out of a couple games last season. So we'll, that's my that's my biggest thing. I, you know, if I'm a general manager, you know, nobody is durable forever. It seems like obviously in the NFL, you're it's you're going to take a beating regardless of, of what position you play. You know, other than a, a kicker, punter, let's let's say that. But that'll be interesting. That would be my biggest fear. You know, how, how pissed would you be if you're the general manager and, and Mahomes, you know, unfortunately endures a, uh, you know, career-ending injury and then you got to pay him $140 million just because, like just yeah. be, just because you signed the deal. So 
that would be my, my, you know, that's where I would get nervous and, and might not be able to sleep so well at night, but you got to pick up the chips when they fall to you. And, and this is just one of those deals where you knew it was coming. It was just how much money and, and when was it going to happen? And they inked it and it, it's, it's just mind blowing the amount of money that this is, this is for. All right. So he, he obviously is the best quarterback, you know, the best player in football. You could, you could argue the best player in, in all professional sports outside of LeBron. Uh, just kidding right now. So Brown, Brown. Yeah, do, do you think like if he wins, let's say if he wins two Super Bowls over the next 10 years, he already has one, obviously, is that, is that worth it to you? Like what at a point where, where he success sort of comes into play and factors into whether this contract is worth it for Kansas City, worth it for the fans, worth it for the organization. Like, what do you think is, is worth it in terms of the success level that Patrick Mahomes has to have over the next 10 years? Right. So I, if I'm, Let's just say, from a fan's perspective, from a from a general manager's perspective, I think uh, he he has to make the playoffs pretty much every single year. I mean, if they don't, if they miss wow. the playoffs, maybe one one two years of this whole you know ten year extension. That that's like bare minimum. I think he's got to win two two more at least to make it work. I mean, this money is far more than Wentz, far more than Goff. I mean, neither of those guys have a ring. Don't don't get me wrong. He's He's far better. He's he's Wednesday. light years. Yeah, he, he, from the bench. Yeah, that, that's, <laughs> that's that's not even uh, still on the finger though. Still on the finger, but I don't know. I, I think he's got to win. To me, I mean, if, if I'm the general manager, I, I want four rings. I want three more at least. So that's every couple of years. That's kind of like a Brady, you know, sort of dynasty. My my fear is how their team is structured. I think they don't value defense far enough. Yeah, uh, and and they just try and you know outrun the other team, outscore the other team, outreach the other team. And I think eventually that, that bites them in the ass when they, when they go to play, as, you know, an elite defense. You know, 49ers did have a good defense, but uh, I think Jimmy G blew that game. So <laughs> that game was, was very close at points. I, I think they have to restructure as far as uh, their, their way of thinking uh, and at least bolster the defense to an extent. We were talking off air about how they should, they should continue to sign you know, effective corners, effective defensive backs. I think that's huge. Um, I think he, for, if I'm the general manager, I want at least at the minimum two, but three more rings because of the, how big this contract is, how long the contract is, and, and the amount of money that's, you know, we shelled out from an organization. All right. And talking length, you mentioned like the contract. I'm going to throw out a couple of these deals that can kind of compare, and I'll, I'll get you a thoughts on them a little bit. Donovan McNabb, McScab, as you say, your boy. Uh, with the Eagles signed a 12-year deal with the Philadelphia Eagles in 2002. Brett Favre signed a, signed a quote-unquote lifetime contract with the Packers in 2001. No idea what that means. Uh, <laughs> Drew Bledsoe signed a 10-year deal in 2001 with the Patriots. Uh, and actually lost his job to Tom Brady, obviously. And Michael Vick signed a 10-year deal with the Falcons in 2004. Uh, I would say out of those deals, I feel like the Eagles probably got the better end of that deal. Better than the stick, I would say. I think Favre was, what, he was off the team by 07, 07, 08. Bledsoe, like I said, off the team the next year. And then Mike Vick, obviously, went to jail. So, uh, <laughs> I would say, hey, your boy McNabb's not looking too bad. Right? A group of four contracts. Yeah, really, if you look at it, though, I mean, I, I can't, you know, maybe I'll uh, I'll question the research department and see what that the McNabb deal was. Obviously, different times. You know, the, the, the quarterback position wasn't valued as much. Uh, the money wasn't, you know, as crazy or, you know, as high as it is now. But, yeah, of, of all those, it's not really the best track record as far as, uh, you know, Bledsoe's 
was horrible. Uh, didn't pan out at all. He lost the whole job. Um, who else? You, who else did you mention? You had Brett Favre lifetime. I don't know. Yeah. So, I don't even know what that means. So Adam Schefter tweeted it was a lifetime contract, quote unquote. But he signed a Brett Favre signed a deal with the Packers in 2001. That was 10 years, 100 million dollars. Okay, I don't. Yeah, Adam That's Schefter. Like a normal I guess fucking was, deal. Like I guess days. he was drunk that night and just wanted to be funny or something. I don't know. Ten guess, million a year for a quarterback? You shitting me? What? That's ten year. Yeah. See, that's extremely good value. Look at that. But well, uh, I mean, that, that was that was twenty years ago. So right. Maybe back then, that's not what. It's just hard to believe that it's it's going that that crazy though. That that haywire that quick. You know, you talk two decades and it's you know the guy making forty five million a year. I mean, it's. It's, it's ridiculous, but yeah, I mean, hopefully Mahomes pans out better than the than what we who we just mentioned, whether it be McNabb, Favre, um, obviously Bledsoe. So hopefully this one pans out the best uh, for him, for the organization, because you know the, those those guys didn't really uh, make a huge impact uh, over a long term you know period of time there. All right, so this deal does have repercussions, I think, for the rest of the league. I think the Cowboys. With Dak Prescott and the Houston Texans, with Deshaun Watson, probably a little bit more than some other teams are probably looking a little bit closer at this deal. So a lot of people are saying they're those teams are breathing a sigh of relief. I think if Mahomes had signed a short-term contract with a larger average, like if he signed a four-year deal at $45 million a clip, I think those two teams would be pretty pissed and probably would have been forced to negotiate off of that deal, maybe come at a little bit lower, but obviously – you know, negotiate off that deal. So I think all signs have been pointing to, I think Watson is probably looking for a three to four year extension off of the two years he has left remaining. So that would keep him in Houston, you know, if he's on a three year extension for five more years. And I think, you know, all signs point to Dak wanting a four year contract. So what do you think these deals sort of look at? Do they come in at the 45 range? Do they come in at 40? I think, you know, maybe a guy like Deshaun Watson probably has a little bit more bargaining room than a guy like Dak Prescott does since he is going to be playing off his uh, franchise tag this year if they can't come to an agreement. So um, where do you think those two guys stand after this deal and, and how much money do you think they can get? Yeah, so uh, I think we'll start off Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson makes between like 35 and 40. I don't know if he quite gets the 40 number quite yet. I mean, he, he's obviously a very good player. Um, hasn't reached the Super Bowl yet like Mahomes. So I, I, I think you value him, you know, Above 35, probably maybe like a 38 million a year, to, you know, being exact. You know, maybe that that's kind of the, the magic number. As far as uh, Dak Prescott, I, I think, I mean, we alluded to this off air as well. I think between 30 and 35 is, is what I value him at. I don't, he hasn't really done too, too much, you know, whether it be his fault, whether it be the organization. At the end of the day, he's he's got to get the job done. If, yeah. you know, if he wants 40 million a year, I don't think he's, earn 40 million a year and you know especially we do live in a time where the quarterback position is is obviously valued tremendously you know you're seeing the, the Jared Goff deal you see the Wentz deal you see this deal obviously go down but I think uh, I think Dak Prescott's you know somewhere between 30 and 35 I don't even know if I'd give him 30 but that's me I would but uh you know if you're the Cowboys and, and you think he's your guy then obviously the, the market is kind of dictating where these guys are landing I don't think they're actually worth this but it's what the market is, is doing to the to the position itself. I don't think there's any chance he signs for what less than what less than uh, what Wentz and Goff got. Uh, you know, Goff, you know, I, I, and Wentz signed for four years, probably just about one thirty-five, as I mentioned earlier. I, I think he gets at least thirty thirty-five. I think Russell Wilson makes thirty-five right now. I don't I, I don't think that 
Dak is a better quarterback than Russell Wilson. I definitely don't think he's a better quarterback than Patrick Mahomes. But, I, you know, I do think that it's what the market values, and, and maybe it's not what he's worth, but it's what the market tells people, tells the team, tells the league what quarterbacks these days are worth. And if you're the Dallas Cowboys, at the end of the day, would you rather have Dak in your team or would you rather have play for someone else and, and try your luck at, you know, a, a rookie or, or a, a veteran off the scrap heap? So um, Andy Dalton, if you will. So I think they'll sign him and, and, you know, maybe he plays this year off the franchise tag and maybe signs a deal somewhere else next year, similar to uh, Kirk Cousins. I think Kirk Cousins might've played two years on um, the franchise tag after his rookie deal. And so maybe they do a similar thing with Dak if, if uh, they don't think he's worth it. But even, even this last year playing off of the last, last uh, year in his rookie contract, I think he played relatively well, um, all things considered. So I, you know, We'll see what happens with that. I, I think Watson's a little bit easier since Bill O'Brien seems to give star players whatever they want and just calls it a day and, and they'd rather have them on the team rather than deal with the head case come training camp. So we'll see what happens. But I think these two are probably the most closely aligned with, you know, the news about Patrick Mahomes signing this extension. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you on, on that. I think, I just think it's an interesting time we're living in. I think, you know, for these quarterbacks that are coming up on, you know, their, their rookie deals ending, whether it be uh, Lamar Jackson, uh, that one comes to mind. I don't know how many. He might have a year or two left. Uh, I'm not sure. But He's got two, yeah, two years. Two years. One. So let's say he wins a couple playoff games uh, this coming season and then, uh, you know, the following year maybe he, he reaches the championship game or, or eclipses that, gets to the Super Bowl. I think he's going to obviously have tremendous value as far as uh, what this market is, is doing to these quarterbacks uh, from a contract perspective. So I think – it's only going to benefit the guys coming in. Uh, I think Watson will have a payday. I, it'll be interesting. Dak's kind of the oddball. I think, you know, he, from everything that's reported from his camp, he wants $40 million a year, and, and I just don't, I don't see it. But, you know, maybe somewhere else, maybe another team will, will shell out that type of cash. But I don't really see a – maybe like a San Diego, that type of place. Uh, I don't really see the, the Cowboys doing that. But Jerry Jones does, does have a way of, of pulling the strings and – and making players happy most of the time. So he's – I just know they have a lot of contracts on their books. So that, that'll that be interesting to see how that plays out over the next year or so. All right. So we get to Andy Reid here. Guy who's in his mid-60s. You know, he's 63, 64. So obviously he might not have a lot of, of his football coaching life left in him. He might not have a ton of years left. There might not be a lot of fight left in that dog per se. So do you think, you know, he rides out this contract and coach until he's 73, 74 in 2031, or he probably takes half this deal and says, hey, man, we'll, we'll give it all we have for the next four or five years, win as many rings as we can, and, and sort of see how, how that goes? Or do you think he coaches well into his 70s? I think uh, I'm not trying to, to throw a uh, you know, jab at Andy Reid or anything like that. Obviously a little bit overweight. Uh, so as, as he gets into his you know, elder years, I, I don't think that's really going to benefit him. He's probably going to want to play off the cheeseburgers more than you know, have a double. That, that might play an impact. He might develop health issues. So I, I think he's got like four, five, six years left in the – anywhere from four to six years uh, he's got left coaching. You know, obviously a high-stress environment coaching in the NFL. The guy's overweight. I'm just kind of taking all the, the aspects in. To, to making this, you know, call. I, I think so. His coaching tenure with the Chiefs is directly related to his weight. I think. Uh, I think that plays <laughs> a, a big impact. I mean, Tom Coughlin seemed like he was extremely stressed, and he's. I think he's still coaching, if I'm not wrong. No, he's he's a 
I think he's with the a GM or the president of the Jaguars, but he's he still was, involved. Right. And and he was with the but just coaching the Jags defense a couple of years ago. So I mean maybe maybe he makes it into his seventies. I don't see it. I think I think kind of what you alluded to, four I think four to six years he's got left in the tank and then you know, a new regime, a new regime uh, comes in, but I think maybe he gets one or two more rings. But I would say, you know, to be safe, maybe, maybe one, maybe two. That's that's where I'm at on that. All right, we'll end the Chiefs talk on this. Um, do you think Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs win the Super Bowl next season? If uh, there is a season, do you think they win? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I I can't. I don't know. It's not a good answer. Uh, <laughs> but uh, it's. I just worry. I, I worry about their defense to an extent. I think. Uh, if you get enough pressure on Mahomes and, and you can, you know, got, get him out of the game mentally, I think someone can eclipse them. I, it's, I really don't want to make a prediction quite yet. I think maybe, maybe Tampa Bay somehow pulls it off. I, yeah, it's, it's, I don't know. Maybe that's a long shot, but it just seems like it would be a, a storybook type of – I'm not going to say end because I think Brady's on the books for two years, but it, it obviously would make the NFL dramatic and, and sports are – you know, they, they need a good storyline with, with everything that's developed over the last, you know, four or five months now. So I don't think – I'll say this. I don't think the Chiefs win next year. They probably win the year after or the year after that. But for uh, right after the season ended, this past season, I know they were talking about a dynasty. I don't know if that's going to happen. There, there's far too many things that can happen in the NFL, and I think even this contract plays a, a big role in that. I remember the, the Legion of Boom got broken up, you know, quickly after – uh, they won the Super Bowl, and then everybody thought Seattle was going to be on a 3-4 Super Bowl year run there, and, and it never really happened that way. So I don't see them winning it next year, no. I, I think they win next year. I, I think it, there's nobody in the AFC that's going to challenge them, and, and maybe Jimmy G figures out a shift for the 49ers, and, or, <laughs> or maybe Tom Brady and Gronk catch fire and you know get there with, with Tampa Bay. I, I just think that another year in that offense, they, they're returning 20 of 22 starters, I think, Obviously, their defense isn't going to be that good, but, you know, they can boat race teams. And, I mean, they were down to the Texans, you know, 24 nothing, came back and, and scored, I think, on seven straight possessions. So, I just don't think there's anyone in the AFC that can challenge them. You know, maybe the Ravens and, and Lamar Jackson catch fire. Maybe somehow Deshaun Watson, you know, improves that team. But uh, from an AFC, I just think it's, it's far weaker uh, than the NFC is. And, you know, you have the Saints – you know, you have, you know, like I said, Tampa Bay, you have the 49ers, maybe even throw Cowboys in there, maybe the Vikings. So uh, I, I think, it, you know, if he was the NFC, it'd be a much tougher road to get there. But it, it, I think, you know, Brady Mahomes would be a great Super Bowl and I would 100% be rooting for the Chiefs. So I think he gets <laughs> one this year and, and maybe takes, you know, maybe takes in all the next year. But uh, we'll, we'll obviously see how that goes. His deal is worth up to $7.5 million, apparently. Right, yeah. I think that's with incentives, though. So I think, I think, because they only had so much, they only had like a two million dollar in two million dollars in cap space. I think you legitimately signed like a one year, one point five million, but can make it up to seven and a half with certain incentives. Yeah. So uh, yeah, they had the least amount of cap space in the NFL. They had six hundred fifty thousand dollars in cap space. So his deal is filled with incentives that basically he has to prove himself to make that money. After you know, obviously as the season progresses, but I think Justin signing it was under a million dollars, which is insane to get him to get him for that kind of deal. Yeah, no, that's that's like a it's a win win. Uh not real not any type of win for Cam Newton. I mean I guess it is. Cam Newton has a job, but he's he's got a there weren't many places he could go where he'd be almost quote unquote guaranteed to start. I don't think he's guaranteed to start in New England at all. I think Belichick's gonna go with the hot hand and 
if you're looking at him versus Jarrett Stidham, who's thrown four NFL passes, I'd probably have to give the edge to a former MVP. <laughs> who, you know, I, don't, I would say he's still in his prime, which I mean, maybe he's just coming out of his prime. Yeah, I think he, I think he's a little bit past that. And I always say that because I know he, that shoulder surgery he got was pretty, uh, pretty extreme. Yeah, he know? couldn't throw a ball. Yeah, so same thing with the foot. He couldn't like he couldn't play. He could do the five step drop. He can do shoot. I mean, maybe you know, maybe this this resurrects his career. But um, you know, I watched him last season, and, and granted, he came back on the Eagles and shit on him, which shouldn't have never happened. But I I think he's a little bit past his prime. I mean, at once at one point he was kind of invincible, uh, you know, doing the Superman all the time. But I think he he's you know maybe seventy five percent of what he used to be. I'll, I'll say that. Uh, maybe a little less, maybe a little more, to be fair. But, you know, it's amazing. I think this is just another another form of Bill Belichick and, and the Patriots just kind of getting whatever they want at, at times because they signed him to a, a $550,000 contract for a guy that, like you had mentioned, he won the MVP. He's been to a Super Bowl, never won a Super Bowl, but uh, still a guy that, that won the MVP, and now you get him for under a mil. I mean, there's guys – I can't really think of anybody off the top of my head. I'm sure you can think of somebody on the Jets or I, – I can think of people on the Eagles that are making over two, three mil that don't deserve that. So, you it's know. It's actually all of New York Jets rosters. <laughs> Except Jamal money. Adams. No. He doesn't deserve a fucking penny right now, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> no, it, it, for me, diehard Jets fan, and as a diehard Patriots hater, it's scary, I think is, is the word I'll go with among – a slew of other adjectives I could describe the situation as. I, I was very, very, very keen on, on the Patriots going with Jarrett Stidham as a quarterback and Serge Jamal Adams caught a pick six against him last year and returned to the house. So, I, yeah, I think you know, Stidham going into his second year, both Auburn grads, by the way, I believe. Yeah. Kind of cool. Yeah, yep. This is, this is a side note, but Cam Newton and Auburn was – I thought he was going to be the next. Electric. Tom Brady, but a guy who can run. Michael Vick, but, like, had pocket presence. Yeah. No, in, in college, he couldn't be stopped. I think – He's like a defensive lineman playing quarterback. Right. He, he's probably the size of LeBron. I mean, if you – he's got to be close. Better quarterback, LeBron James or Cam Newton. I'm taking Cam seven LeBron, days a week. Just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, there, no, I've never seen LeBron play quarterback. There's these so. stupid memes on Twitter. Like, one of them was like, oh, LeBron in his prime versus Mike Tyson in the ring in his prime. It's like, what, <laughs> what, are, we, what are we doing here? I, I, I guess I – I get where they're I'm a LeBron stand through and through, but what are we doing? <laughs> I guess I get what they're saying from uh, you know their own sports, but you can't like that. And it, that's an individual sport too. So how do you? How do you? you Boxing is the hardest sport, like maybe besides like golf or like water polo. That's a conversation for a different. Day. I just <laughs> we can go for hours. You can't compare that. Mike Tyson to an athlete from any other sport besides boxing. No, I, that's that's just ludicrous. But um, yeah, I mean, camp. what? Uh, so so. I think Cam wins the starting the starting job. You know, maybe maybe Belichick shocks us all and and plays Stidham, and then you know Cam Newton in spurts or something like that. Kind of like a two quarterback system. I wouldn't wouldn't put it past him at all. I think Belichick is a uh, you know a genius and, a, and an innovator. I mean, obviously he's on the defensive side, but he'll have his uh, hand in the cookie jar on this one where where they play him and you know his role. So I think uh, I you know my heart tells me Cam Newton wins the job. I think. This is Cam's, you know, kind of it's either he gets the job done here or, you know, this might be the end of the road for him in the NFL because it was kind of looking like he might not start the season with somebody, maybe be picked up midseason. But, yeah, um, you know, I think he ultimately wins the starting job. I think he, he paves the way for, for Stidham if, if, in fact, Stidham is the next guy in line. Uh, that's yet to be determined. But 
Uh, I think, you know, maybe the Patriots go like a nine and seven with Cam Newton. I don't know. Their, their defense is nine elite. Their defense is elite. So, um, oh, yeah, I, is the over the over under for wins at nine? I think that's where I'm gonna put. I'm gonna put the the barometer at nine at nine wins. I might, yeah. I would, that's a real, that's a really good sticking point. I might go over though. I might say they win ten eleven. I mean, I I don't think. That, I, do you think? I think this this puts them as a favorite to me. I, I, before this, I would say probably the Bills. I think I think it's neck and neck though. I think the obviously the Bills coming off a a season in which they you know they played very well. I think you know they, they roll that into this season. I think it I think it comes down to maybe the last three four weeks. Um, you yeah, know, some some be close for uh, sure. It, the Bills are one of those teams where I don't really believe in them yet, but I, I just think maybe they they find a way to, to repeat what they did last year. I mean, maybe they could turn into a dumpster fire like they usually are. But I would enjoy um, that very much. I think uh, I think uh, I'm gonna pull up the schedule here for for the Patriots, but I, I just it, it's hard to imagine Bill Belichick being a loser and and being on the outside of no. at least the playoff picture. That's just – that's hard for me to believe. It, crazier things have happened, and it might happen, but uh, my heart's telling me that, that the Patriots probably squeeze in the playoffs. I don't – you know, maybe they win 10, 11 games. I think 11's their ceiling. Uh, I don't think they win like may, – maybe they win 12, but I, I no more than 12 at, at this – I don't think I don't, they win. Yeah, I don't, I don't think they go more than 10. I, I could see them playing a lot of close games, and I think – Oh, they play the Chiefs week four, so that'll be a hell. That'll be a match in in Arrowhead. <clears throat> yeah, so. the Jets played Arrowhead too. That's two huge Ws for the Chiefs. <laughs> um, yeah, I think the, the Patriots have the hardest schedule here. That's a fact. They play the Forty ers They play the Ravens. They play the Chiefs. They play the Texans. They play the Cardinals. Just looking at the schedule now, so they put the Rams, which is not an easy test. They play the Chargers, not an easy test. So, I, th- with the hardest schedule, you know, Forty ers in New England. That'll be a good game. 40, that'll be a good game. It's probably prime time, right? Probably, like, 425. But it'll be – Game good. of the week. Game of the week. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I, it was pretty funny to see all the Patriots, Patriots fans, like, justifying Stidham and, and rallying behind Jarrett Stidham being a legitimate NFL quarterback when he's done nothing so far. So, to me, like I said, it's – it's when you look at them versus the Bills, they probably have to give their defense an edge. Patriots, you know, give them an edge over the Bills. Quarterback, when Cam's healthy, when Josh Allen's healthy – I have to give it to Cam. I, I just think you look at Josh Allen's supporting cast. You know, you take a guy like Stephon Diggs. Um, you know, take a guy like uh, – who's, who's their side receiver came from Dallas? Cole. Oh, Cole Beasley. Cole yeah. Beasley. Singletary. Devin Singletary is a running back. He's pretty good. Um, and I think the Patriots have Edelman. And then they have Sanu. So, um, and they have a couple rookie tight ends. They have Sonny Michelle, obviously. They have James White, obviously. So, I think you t- when you take a look at the supporting cast, I'd probably go – Bills. So it's going to be between those two. I think that the Jets and Dolphins are probably, you know, second tier in terms of the AFCs like they have been for my entire goddamn life. But um, <laughs> it's scary for sure. I th- I'm happy for him, I-, I guess, in a sense that he gets the respect he probably has deserved. Um, I-, I don't think there were, you know, a lot of other options in terms of a starting position opening up. You know, maybe he had to wait for an injury or two. But, you know, if, if you're if you're Cam Newton, and where, where do you think, you know, if you're looking at signing, you know, back in March, April, when, you know, coronavirus is sort of swirling, obviously, the beginning stages, and you're not able to travel to a team for a workout, like, where, like, your options are probably pretty similar at that point, right? Yeah, I thought, uh, I think we, I don't know if we really touched on this on air. I think, you know, we've, we've discussed this in the past. I thought for sure he'd end up in, in San Diego. Just, I just, that's where I thought, you know, it made the most sense. 
Uh, not to take anything from uh, Tyrod Taylor, but hey, he hasn't you know had the success that Cam Newton's had at least um, you know over his his span of his career. So I think you know Cam Newton did what he had to do. You know, obviously going to be coached up in New England. You know, this this might tremendously benefit him. I'm not sure. Uh, I worry about him once again. It, it goes back to, to injuries and longevity. How much does he have left in the tank, and how many hits can he endure yet? But as you know, uh, you know, watching the Jets play the Patriots a lot, you know, Brady didn't get hit a lot as, nope. as the quarterback for the for the Pats. I don't think Cam Newton gets hit a lot. I think maybe they they have him run some some kind of uh, trickery plays and things like that to get him out of the pocket. He still can you know run a little bit here and there. So. I think, uh, you know, he did what he had to do, you know, at the end of the day. And I, I think this might, you know, pay dividends for him, at least for, for a one-year deal. And I don't know if, if Stidham gets, gets, gets to play a lot or, or he plays a lot. I'm, I'm really interested to see how this is going to pan out. I, if you would have told me that, that Bill Belichick and, and Cam Newton would be on the same team, I would have said you're lying. But uh, <laughs> it, it is what had to be done, I guess, from, you were lying. from, from both perspectives. And I think, if if Cam can win in New England, it's one of those where if he can't win in New England, there's there's probably a problem. But at the same time, Patriots don't have the best receiving core. Obviously, Brady was throwing the absolute garbage last year, and Edelman couldn't catch anything thrown his way. So we'll, we'll see how that plays out as well. Yeah, I think if he's if he's not winning in New England, he's hurt. Like if he's if he's a healthy, fully healthy that Cam Newton, he's probably going to win. You know, nine to ten games, which is you know it's. Fascinating, but uh, uh, the unfortunate reality for a Jets fan. You know, you mentioned the Chargers and Tyrod Taylor. I look at a team like, you know, the Bears with Mitch Trubisky and Nick Foles. I look at a team like the Titans with Ryan Tannehill. I look at a team like the Raiders with Derek Carr and, and Marcus Mariota. He can't even sign for $1 million, let's call it. $1 million, like one year, $1 million. Like if you're a team like, like those four teams I just mentioned, why would you not take Canoon over those seven or eight quarterbacks who he's clearly better than? Yeah, yeah. If I'm if I'm San Diego, I would have I would have reached at the opportunity to to get Cam Newton on that team. San Diego wasn't a bad team last year. They, if you look at their a lot of their losses, they were by like seven points or less. So not really. Then that that didn't really make much sense. I don't think Tyrod Taylor's a franchise quarterback by any means. The 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 Bears. Let's go into that one. I, I think you know being a, a huge Philly fan, I think Nick Foles is. It's. It, Nick Foles, uh, it's hard for me to talk bad about him. Um, you know, obviously, he's not good outside of Philly. He's that's that's <laughs> that's where I, you know, that's exactly what you know I'm going to make a point about. So that, that exactly what you said. Um, you know, if he's if he's on the Eagles, and it's it's really the games that matter too. Uh, if you look at you know Nick Foles, like after Week Ten, he's electric. Nick Foles isn't in Philly, and he has to play a full regular season. He he tends to struggle, and and I don't know how that's going to play out in Chicago. I wish him the best. I I think I. You know, my heart would probably, you know, be with Nick Foles on that one just because, yeah, he has a ring. Uh, he's been clutch. You know, that whole postseason he was clutch. I'd give him a shot. I'd give him a two- or three-year deal, see what he's got. Why not? I mean, you got Mitch Trubisky. It's a dumpster fire by itself. So, I think, uh, I think you know, it, it makes sense. But if I was San Diego, I would have pulled the trigger, and I don't really know why they didn't. But that's, you know, yet to be determined. All right. That's Ken Newton on the field. Um, Cam Newton off the field, though, having a hell of a career off, off the field, uh, to say the least. He, he's a proud father of seven children. I'll, t- I'll tell you that right off the hop. Uh, seven children with four different women, which, um, you know, that's say, say what you want about it. <laughs> I guess I don't really, we don't really have a take, but we'll get into sort of his 
and I, I, we were I, when the Patriots first signed with Kim, and I was talking with my girlfriend about it. So she's a football fan, and we came across somehow that he, that he, you know, has fathered seven children with four different women. He's kind of getting into Philip Rivers territory a little bit. You know, I think Philip Rivers is with one female, which you know, good good for him, I guess. Whatever floats your boat, good for Cam Newton, I guess it's, it's all the same of that. But seven kids. If you're if you're playing for one million dollars and and Patrick Mahomes getting forty five with no kids, I think uh, you're probably wondering what what the hell is going on here. But uh, like I said, man, whatever whatever floats his boat. I mean, looking at uh, we're, we're kind of just scrolling through a little bit of uh. Cam Newton's ex, I guess, baby mom. I, I don't really – if I was Cam Newton, I, I don't think I'd let that one go. But, hey, I mean, you know, he, he obviously has options. He, he gets he gets the hit home runs whenever he wants to. He's not – you know, he, these girls, they're not going for first base when they're with Cam Newton, obviously. I mean, the guy, he's in the NFL. He, he's got seven kids. Uh, he <laughs> he just doesn't really settle for less than, than the whole way. Let's just put it that way. You know, we'll, we'll keep it professional. We, we could obviously make it, you know, this could, this could be a lot more fun of a conversation if we want it to be. I don't know how the viewers feel. We'll, but, get, uh, we'll get into it. We'll get <laughs> but it's, he's, uh, he's, he's definitely uh, – his pullout game is weak. I'll say that. His pullout game is, is extremely yeah. weak. No contraception here. Uh, <laughs> Kia, Kia Proctor is the name of his ex-girlfriend, I think. It says here, this is an article, this isn't me knowing the situation whatsoever. I'm just going to throw that out there as a disclaimer for whatever reason. Uh, Kia Proctor says X, she first gained fame as a dancer under the name Hazel at a Washington, D.C. Uh, club. You can, you know, you can dictate what club that is <laughs> on your own time. I'm not going to go into it, but if you know Hazel from, from D.C., I think you know what establishment she does her <laughs> professional work at. It's unknown if Newton, who's from Atlanta, met Proctor while she was working at a club, quote-unquote. But uh, she moved to Georgia, uh, I think to Atlanta, actually, to pursue a modeling career. Um, so I think that's probably how they met. Let's see. I think they – so they have four kids together. That's – Kia Proctor is, is the main gal. So she's counts for four to the seven. Looking at Instagram here, there's one, two, three, four kids. Yep. All right, that, that checks out. Um <laughs> They first they welcomed their first baby the day before Christmas in 2015, um, a son by the name of Chosen Sebastian Newton. Chosen Newton is That's quite the name, legendary right there. Like uh, and then his three other children with her: a daughter, Sovereign Dior, and then another son, Kimitis Swain, and then a fourth child, Cashmere Saint. So really brought out the baby book for for these names um and then some scandalous news um <laughs> came out uh noon canoon and and some other gal had a secret baby so that was the end of his relationship with kia proctor um <laughs> that kind of screeching halt <laughs> what's this gal's name his relationship with kia proctor came to an end in january of 2020 amid a report that the nfl player had a secret child over the summer with instagram model lorena shaw <laughs> Um, she has 2 million followers on Instagram, looks a lot like Kim Kardashian, definitely had a baby bump from last year. So apparently she lives above Newton's Atlanta restaurant, and um, they were spotted celebrating New Year's Eve together this year. So it looks like that's where the, I guess, what, fifth kid came from? I guess it wasn't say where the other kids are from. This is great radio as we're scrolling through uh, an article here. But on his Instagram, Newton says, I'm a proud father of seven. Uh, a daddy isn't defined as the man who makes a child, but rather a man who extends his hands and time to help with the child's raising and his heart to love the child through anything. So good for him that he is um, celebrating fathership with seven kids. So 
Where do these other kids come from? Do you need to I, I guess maybe the, those other kids are, are with, you know, uh, you know, prior kids to, to who his, his lady is with or his lady had, had given birth to. That, that would be my guess because I guess he, he's kind of saying in that quote that it doesn't matter, you know, yeah, I created the, most of these children or if not all, but he's saying that, you know, he's going to be a stand-up guy and, and be there for the kids. Maybe, maybe the two kids are, like I said, from, from her, uh, you know, a previous relationship with her because uh, I can't really find anything else on it. But kudos to him. I mean, I don't know. Over or under, does Cam Newton have 10 kids uh, before, you know, in a, a two- to three-year span? What do you think, over or under? Over, dude. <laughs> he does, he's not stopping he's anytime He's going to meet some New England women up there and probably father a few more. He's going to get in some clam chowder, is that what you're saying? All right, so he has one MVP, zero Super Bowls, one Heisman, one national championship, and seven kids. He definitely has more more kids than uh, trophies. I'll say that. You know, that's not really a shot at him. That's just the reality of the situation. All right, good for Cam Newton. Hopefully you can uh, meet some women up in New England and hopefully take your mind off the football field, especially when you're playing the New York Jets. But uh, congrats on signing for the Patriots, I guess. All right, we have a little Redskins controversy. Obviously, the, the, the name debate um, has been stemming and brewing for – a few decades now, but I think it, it begs the question, why is the debate happening now? I think it's, it's the latest and arguably the largest uh, public pressure that the Redskins have, have faced at the high school level, the college level, um, even at some of the professional levels as well. Dozens of teams have moved away from the, the moniker and, and others like it with sort of the, the Native American imagery and references of the like. In the early 1990s, just to give a little bit of background, a group of Native American leaders even went to court with the hopes of invalidating the NFL team's trademarks for Redskins um, on grounds of the terms offensive and disparaging. Um, a group even revived those efforts a few years ago, but they ultimately fizzled out. I think the, de- the death of George Floyd in May and just the you know, civil unrest, the, the racial unrest and issues of systemic racism brought this back to the forefront of this country, including the NFL. And it's definitely triggered an examination of Washington's team name as well as MLB's Cleveland Indians, Atlanta Braves, NHL, Chicago Blackhawks. And I think it's, it kind of starts at the top with some of their top sponsors. They've been quite vocal on the issue. Um, FedEx, which is the team that has the naming rights to their stadium. I think it's FedEx Field or something like that. They publicly requested last week that the team change its name. Um, Nike and Pepsi, which are two major sponsors of the team, also put out statements last week supporting that Washington um, should review the team name, review the matter, and move toward a change as well and Nike went as far as to remove all the team's public merchandise from their online store so um, it it also said they would not sell the franchise's items on their store until the organization changed their name so um, Aaron what do you think of of sort of this brewing back into a public facing issue and um, do we think that that the Redskins ultimately change their name to something that is you know sort of strays away from you know a, a Native American type term in, in the future right so to me i i think you know th- this name has been around for decades obviously you know really centuries you know in, in the public eye it's been brought up like, like you had mentioned especially with, with everything that, that's transpired over the last you know month month and a half two months uh to me i i don't really i mean I, let, me, let me preference this by saying i'm not part of the native american community but I don't. I don't know if it's necessary to to change the name. It, it, it's it's gonna it's gonna come down to obviously the, the sponsors when they start pulling out. You know, such a such a big you know company such as Nike, and then 
FedEx, obviously it's FedEx field, like, like you had mentioned. The, the money perspective from it, it the, the money fallout is tremendously, you know, hurtful to the team, hurtful to the organization. They, they, they're going to have to get some type of resolution uh, resolved here to, to change the name. It, you know, uh, as far as uh, I pulled up a Washington Post article, it, you know, take, maybe take it with a grain of salt, I'm not sure, but this was published uh, and, and it was stating that the majority of Native Americans aren't offended by the name of the Washington Redskins. Granted, uh, you know, it, it really takes one person to, to speak up and then, you know, for, for something to transpire as far as, uh, you know, uh, from, from a perspective of, you know, th this might be a, wrong, you know, this might be something where, where we need to re-examine, uh, you know, the team name. But it's one of those where it, it's a touchy subject. I don't want to, you know, step on anybody's toes. But I don't know if, you know, if, if you change the name, yeah, it might not offend as many people, but uh, I don't think the name is sent out there to be, you know, hurtful by any means. I think it's it's one of those that they formed the name, you know, over probably 100 years ago. I'm not sure exactly when they were established, but I don't think it, it comes with the context where they're, they're trying to be hurtful. I don't think they're by any means, you know, you know this is intentional, but uh, with, with the fallout of, of the sponsorships, they're going to, they're going to have to change something. I just don't know. Is this fallout going to going to affect other sports? Like you had mentioned, you know, is it the Cleveland Indians next and then the Atlanta Braves, Chicago Blackhawks, that type of thing? Is it a domino effect? I'm not sure. I think, like, just kind of just going in a circle on this. But I think with, with the sponsorships falling out, I think they're they're going to have to, to change it only because they, they got to win back sponsorships. Uh, and if you don't have Nike on your, on your, on your team, then that's an issue. So. Yeah, it's going to get changed. I, I don't know what to. There's been rumors on a couple things. Hey, money talks, man. Uh, I think money money talks and um, carries a lot of weight. And if three of your major sponsors are potentially dropping out, if you don't change your name, um, I think you're going to have to probably put forth some sort of act, some sort of action and, and probably change your name. So I think I think the name is is offensive to um, the Native American population. I, I would question the Washington Post on the validity of that survey and. And how many from that population did they ask to be a part of the survey? And, and you know, it's like, like you said, it may not be a, you know, a major population that's offended by this, but it, it definitely, you know, bears mentioning that it is offensive to a, a certain group of people. So, I, you know, like, like we said, it's, it's been brewing for the last few years. And I think we finally have the tipping point with major sponsors backing out um, three I think it's worth mentioning three minority owners of the Washington Redskins are now looking to sell the, sell their stake in the team. Uh, I think those three combined, who are actually good friends with Dan Snyder, who's the majority owner, they represent around 40% of the total Washington Redskins um, ownership stake. So I, I don't know if that's a result of this name change. It might be. It might be a result of Dan Snyder's ineptness at as an owner from the last few years, but um, I think it, it's worth mentioning as well. So, you know, we, we stand here recording this podcast on July 8th, obviously training camps look, look to start at the end of this month. And then obviously preseason and the regular season starts subsequently in September. So if they're going to change their name, it probably, they probably have to do it quickly. I would say so. Do you think we see a decision either way in the next couple of weeks here? Am I crazy to think that? No, I think, I think this is, you know, from from today, I think it, it takes about a week to for for the team name to be changed. Obviously, this is uh, going to be with a ton of decision. You know, a ton of you know roundtable discussion because you know the, these million dollar you know team names and, and logos and things like that have to be thought about and and have to appeal to the to the market. Obviously, 
Redskins, uh, they do have a, a pretty tried and true fan base from, from what I've experienced, you know, from people I've talked to, you know, they do have a, a pretty loyal fan base. You know, some people don't like this. Some people, you know, understand it. So it, it's one of those things I, I hope they don't miss the mark for their own fans perspective. I can't imagine, you know, if my team were to change their name, obviously not, not any relation to, you know, a racial debate or anything, but they're going to have to, I think, nail this one on the head because if they miss the mark, it's, it's definitely going to piss a lot of people off that have been fans for decades and, and have kind of gotten used to, to calling the Redskins the Redskins. So uh, I think, like, like you said, I, I, think, uh, I think give it a week and, and it'll be, you know, a week, week and a half, it'll be changed, in my, in my opinion. That's probably pretty fair. Um, like we said, training camp starts at the, at the end of the month on July 25th. So if they're going to make a, a name change, it probably has to come pretty quickly. So um, Las Vegas and Bovada put out a couple uh, names that are, betting favorites um, as, as to what the Redskins will change their name to. So we'll read a few here. I'll get your thoughts on a couple of these names. So we have the Warriors, number one, Presidents, number two, Red Tails or Red Clouds. Then we have Americans. I think that'd be horrible. And then um, so that's sort of the top five there, top four, if you will. So Warriors, Presidents, Red Tails, Red Clouds, and Americans. Out of those five, um, which one do you think is the best? I – See, like, part of me says the Warriors. I just don't like how Washington Warriors – I just – that sounds like – No, nah, I think that sounds like uh, – what, what was that What was that league that took place last year? XFL. Uh, X, that, that sounds way too XFL to me. That sounds It does have XFL vibes. I'll give you that. I, I think that's just corny to me. That's just uh, – I would be not be happy. A little um, Golden State Warriors one. action probably. Uh, Golden State – that is a different – them too. It's a different sport, but I just don't like how <laughs> – no, I don't like how names sort of are shared across the league. <laughs> right, in my opinion. I think uh, just going down the list here. I think presidents. That's that's an F. I think that's awful. <laughs> Washington president. I mean, that's just like uh, do presidents play sports? I don't really think so. Um, that, that just doesn't really go hand in hand with like football. You know, that's not intimidating by any means. Uh, red tails. That that one has some appeal to it because it's only. It's not too far off from Redskins, so it's, it's historical. I think too. I think it's paying this. This, is, this might be completely wrong. I think it's playing <laughs> homage to. There's an African American. I think it was. They were part of the Air Force uh, squadron, okay. if you will, and, and they called themselves the Red Tails. And they were the most successful, I think, sort of Air Force. What do you call them? You know, platoon troop. I'm not sure. up to snuff in the, in the military <laughs> terminology here, but they were the most successful, I think, group in, in the Air Force. Maybe it was Navy. One of the, one of those two, but. Either way, when they came back, they should have been heroes, but sure. um, weren't even recognized as, as veterans. So I think it sounds like Redskins, I guess, but but has sort of a recognition that you know has historical value and and weight behind it more than obviously Redskin does. Sure, yeah, I think that that's a great point you bring up. I think that even solidifies it even a little bit more so than than already than, than what I think about because. I think Red Tails, that, that's not awful. I don't, I don't hate that. It'd be Red, a sick logo, too. Yeah, yeah, I think so, too. I think, you, obviously, you keep pretty much the same colors, I think. If they yeah. were to change their colors, I think that would be awful for, from a fan base perspective. I like their colors, too. Yeah, I, I always have, you know. Even though they're in the Eagles division, I, I do, for some reason, I've always had a little bit of a soft spot for the Redskins. When I was a very little kid, not to get off on a tangent, but I, I actually liked <laughs> the Redskins when I was, like, maybe six or seven, but. Obviously, didn't know anything what was going on. When but they started losing. Yeah, and the Eagles started winning. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, that's why I started out. But uh, red clouds, I think that's corny. I think that's oh, XFL yeah. once again. I think yeah. that, that just screams like just horrible, you know, creativity on that one. That doesn't even make sense to me. 
Uh, I guess, you know, an extreme thunderstorm, you might see a red cloud. I know you can see a red lightning bolt, but red cloud, I've never, I can't say I've seen a red cloud in my life. So I don't know what that really means. And then Amer Americans, that's too much like the Patriots to me. Um, Washington, American, I just, that doesn't have a good, you know, a good ring to it, I think. XFL vibes for sure. Yeah, I think if, if they were to go with presidents, I think that's going to be awful. I think from what, the, you know, obviously the Nationals are the, are the baseball team there located in D.C. metro area. Uh, so that's way too close to, to, you know, going hand in hand with your baseball team. It's just like they're almost like the same, uh, out of, cut from the same cloth there. So I, if I'm the, from what I see so far, I, I, I'm going red tails, I, you know, maybe – Maybe something else emerges here in the next week or so. It, it's a little bit better. But a lot of those, I honestly, I hate with a passion. I think Warriors is awful. I think Presidents is even worse. Yeah. Red Clouds doesn't make sense. And then Americans is not very good either. So I'd like to hear your take on that one, though. I like the Red, red Tails is probably, for me, number one. I, I think it just makes sense from so – it's similar to Redskins with obviously the red at front. They wouldn't have to change their colors. And – you have the historical value as well. I, you know, if like you said, if you want to keep the theme with the with the Nationals and go Presidents or Americans or something of the of the nation's capital of, of sort of you know the Capitals as well. I saw someone someone was saying that they're going to change the name to the Capitals, spelled C A P I T O L S instead of the <laughs> hockey team is C A P I T A L S, which would be the biggest catastrophe of all time, in my opinion. But I, I like Red Tails. I, you know, if I was an owner, I'd probably put up some fans, you know, whether it be team name, uh, uniform choices, logo choices, you know, colors, whatever. If I'm a true owner and I'm true and blue to the fans, I'd probably have them pick. So maybe, I don't know if it's, a, if it's a survey to season ticket holders, if it's a, a poll on Twitter, I'd probably give some feedback or, or have the fans, you know, give some input as well. So maybe they – you know, are rallying hard for Red Tails. Ron Rivera, who's the coach of the Redskins now in his first year with the team, he, I think, is a proponent for the Red Tails being the team name as well. So, like you said, I, you know, they, they start training camp in a few weeks, and if we're going to see a, a name change spell get happen in the next week or two, if, if I had to guess. Sure. So not not to, you know, beat a dead horse on this, I, I did try and find another article here just to see if there were any other, you know, names floating around. I see Red Hawks, which I don't, I don't hate that. I don't hate uh, that either. Senators, which that's okay. Harrisburg Senators, Stonewall. There you go. Generals, which that's okay. I mean, it's military. Generals isn't bad. Renegades, I kind of like that. It's kind of corny, but I kind of like that. I like that as well. Bravehearts, that's a little bit too. That could be offensive. Maybe. I yeah. don't know. <laughs> I just like that sounds like straight out of military, like, like almost like you're stealing yeah, that think, from the military. I so. think either way, they're probably going like military or sure, yeah. like nation's capital ish. Right. Uh, the hogs, <laughs> the Washington hogs. <laughs> I don't, I, I don't hate that. I, it's, it's, it's definitely different. I don't know. That's gonna I'm catch sure on. Where that comes from, but uh, they're saying Washington's indoor soccer team, which I'm sure there's about ten fans of that. But uh, <laughs> is is the name of uh, the Worth Worth Hogs, Worth Hogs, something like that. So I guess they're trying to to pull that out uh, from from another team. Yeah, kind of like you're trying to Worth Hog fan. What are you doing? <laughs> Is it Wart Hog or Worth Hog? <laughs> Worth Hogs. Jesus. But that's <laughs> they should be fired. Uh, hopefully they're not picking this team. I'm sure, I'm sure they're oh. – If they are, it's the Red Cloud. Here we go. And, and then somebody suggests the Braves obviously not. Well, we can't do that one. 
That'd not be a good idea. That's Absolutely. like, yeah, that's that. You're not getting any further. That would be a Redskins <laughs> move, though. The Raiders change like two weeks later after they win for your shit. That's a that's a Dan Snyder move right there. The Washington sure. Indians. <laughs> to change your name one week later. <laughs> I don't know though. Do you? I, what about like a Seminole or is that like a Florida thing? I mean, you could. You, I think you can rock with that. Like though. a Washington Seminole. I think that's cool. I like that. I like yeah the Renegades. I like the Renegades Generals is obvious. I think Bravehearts. I'm not sure about that one. That's that's just too mil- like it's it's almost like you're, it would be like the Army Washington Army. Like that's that, that doesn't sound right. What if it was like ex- Express? Washington. The Washington Express. It sounds like <laughs> it sounds like a soccer team. It sounds like a gas station to me, but <laughs> like, uh, but we have a business opportunity. Here. There you go. But uh, I don't know. I I do like their logo a lot. So I think uh, you know maybe they go back to their their other logo where it's just kind of like arrows. But that's still Native American. They have to change I, the logo. I feel like like completely like 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 you can't even rock. You can't. You can't because of the. What is it now? So a spear type thing? No, it, it's. It's still the, uh, the the picture of the Native American. Oh, Obviously, okay, that's gonna okay. go. Yeah, that's, that's I, I do like that logo a lot. Though. I'll just be yeah, I'll be frank. I'll be honest with you. I think I think that's a that's classic to me. But is it the Blackhawks logo a little bit? Yeah, but that's yeah. gotta go. It's <laughs> it's out of here. Oh no! So there's a picture. Oh, that's awful. That's like uh, Wonder Woman. Uh, I'm pulling up. So obviously the the viewer of course, or the listeners. <laughs> Go check out Bleacher Report for all the bullshit already. Oh, that's awful too. Uh, we're we're looking at a picture of the Washington Warriors proposed logo. Yeah, that's absolutely. That's CFL or not CFL XFL all day. It's they had some good they had some good logos in the XFL though. What if you call them the Skins? Is that can you? I don't think you could do that. Bro. <laughs> can't do it. <laughs> They're saying simply removing the the red part of the name wouldn't satisfy. I mean, what, that's, what's the point? <laughs> The pit, what if you call them the pigskins? <laughs> what's, the, what's their logo for the – yeah, I like the pigskins. What if it's just a picture what's of – What's your logo for names of skins? <laughs> a cell? <laughs> I don't a know. Mitochondria? <laughs> it's a powerhouse of the cell. The Washington mitochondrias. Power, powerhouse of the NFL. <laughs> hey, if they win the Super Bowl – Better than the Redskins. It might it might pay dividends. This this might be the best thing that ever happened to him. How much does a name change cost? I would love. I, let's see. The research department has done absolutely nothing tonight. So I don't really care because uh, they they should have changed the name a long time ago, and it probably would have cost a lot less. But yeah, what I'd a, be what curious a, to know how much a name change or logo change costs. Because the Jets just they didn't change their name, but they changed their uniforms and everything. It costs a fortune, I think. Because you're talking signage, jerseys, marketing materials. Trademark names, patents, all that shit. At least ten million. Which to me, I thought it would be a lot more than that. Me too. That's one veteran NFL consultant's, uh, you know. But then again, you're you're gonna lose more than ten million in sponsorship if you don't. No, they. I'm sure they. I mean, with Nike pulling out, that's that's the kicker. You could probably just chalk that up to like supplies on your taxes. (laughs) I'm sure. (laughs) I'm sure they'll they'll write it off somehow. Dan Snyder will, will find that's a way just to get the money back. That's just miscellaneous expense. Yeah, it's it, it's it's an no, that one from the accounting days. Whatever you don't know, throw it miscellaneous expense. <laughs> I think a lot of a lot of the world's like debts from throwing miscellaneous expense. <laughs> that account is right. That's why the U.S. is in twenty six trillion dollars of debt. That's that's just part of the problem. You, right? you know uh, Spencer Dinwiddie for the Nets. I, I I've heard the name. Yeah, huh? uh, should. He, he shouldn't. He's not that good. But uh, <laughs> the, the NBA obviously is going to allow players to wear like statements of, I guess, lack of a better statements of like justice or okay. 
statements yeah. of awareness on the back of their jerseys. So some people are doing equality. Some are doing Black Lives Matter. Spencer Dinwiddie wanted to put $26 trillion on the nameplate to raise awareness for the national debt. <laughs> That's funny. I think, uh, I think somebody, you know, not to say that they shouldn't tie something racial into it, but I think somebody should, should definitely shit on the, the national, or not the nationals, excuse me, the Astros while, while you're at it. I mean, if you can put anything on the back of your shirt. If it was Trevor Bauer, he is a I pitcher did, for the, I did for see the that. Uh, Reds. He's irrelevant, but uh, he, wrote, he wore a shirt that, Brought to light the Astros scandal once again, which someone someone has to do it. <laughs> Why not? Someone's got to carry the torch. Yeah. Why, you know, more power to them. If it's a shitty pitcher in Cincinnati, by all means. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I think uh, you know we we tackled that one. I might place a bet on Red Tails. I'm, I'm, I feel I'm, like it's got to be the Red Tails. I if I'm if I'm changing the name and, and from what I've seen, uh, just through, just, through the so through the choices, yeah, I, I think. Uh, they could make a sick. They could actually do what the Jets should do and make like some sick fighter pilot jet type of thing instead of just like putting a football and saying Jets as as a logo. I just I think whatever I think whatever it, it's it's it is whatever it's going to be. It might have it might be cheesy at first. What about that? That's kind of classy. It's, Washington it's, Renegades. It looks very it's similar. similar. It gets rid of the, the Native American's face. Uh, just it's replace simple, it with classy, traditional, same colors and everything. I, I think they. Knowing Dan Snyder, I don't think he's going to be like – I don't think it's going to be a, like a radical logo. I just think it's going to be like simple, quaint, slapped on a helmet, and let's go play some fucking football. And let's eat my $10 million of miscellaneous expenses. I think uh, – yeah, I think, you know, they for the fans' sake, they can't make this Americans. like a night, of, a night and day difference as far as, uh, you know, you're kind of – this is loyalty at this point, you know, as far as – just this is decades of decades of decades of Redskins. So I think if they went with something, you know, far like red clouds, that that would turn a ton of people off. I think that would leave a horrible taste in their mouth. So I think, yeah, I think red tails or, or uh, I forget now the other one, but uh, maybe Ren yeah, renegades. renegades. Yeah. I think it's gotta be, I, I almost think it's, it's gotta start with R to me. I think that makes the most sense. You keep it close, you know, close by to what you had before. It's gotta be an R. You can't do you can't if you're, if you're a, parts, so you, that's all. If you're a fan of the team and you just bought a Redskins Chase Young jersey, um, how, how pissed are you today? I think you deserve some type of reimbursement. There's got to be some. There's got because I know in the NHL when players change their number, if you give them like a receipt or you like people were were tweeting pictures to the Maple Leafs because one of their players changes number and they're like, if you have William Nylander in a jersey 11. He changed to 87. We're going to give you a free jersey, like just sure. trade it in. Are they going to do that? Or are they going to say, fuck you, you favorite another jersey? Uh, I think I you, have to re you have to give them a one-for-one. One. Yeah, I think. Trade and deal. But, but when is that cutoff? Like, is it the last three months? Is it, like, what if you bought one? You give them a time frame. You have to. Oh, you're saying on when they, when they purchased it? Yeah, so let's say I went out. I was a Redskins fan. I bought a Haskins jersey last year. Is, it, is that that's too far out? I don't think so. I think as long as you bought it from like a reputable source, whether it be like a Models or like yeah. a Dick's Sporting Goods, or if it came from the NFL shop, even if it was even it's an RG three jersey from two thousand eight. Wow, you're being extremely generous. I don't know, I man. Think, I think I think they probably give you like a year. I like it's gotta realistically, be more, realistically, it's gotta be more than, who's buying Redskins jerseys in the last year? Why would you buy a Dwayne Haskins jersey? Why would, hey, and this is no it's offense, but why, but, but why do you, why do you feel by Sam Darnold? You know, everybody has their fan base. He has a much better future than Dwayne Haskins does. 
we're not gonna get into a Haskins. No, I'm not. Really. I'm, I'm not. I'm not trying to make a case. Do I not. I mean, Dwayne Haskins. We're talking about Sam Darnold. I'll tell you that much. I'll tell you that much. I'm not. I'm not. We don't have a podcast. I'm not. No. <laughs> Jesus. I'm not making a case for Dwayne. Uh, by no means. I, I. I'm on your boat. I think. I think Sam Darnold probably has a better career. And I did not. I'm not sure. It. I did not buy it. But it was a gift. <laughs> hey, I'll I'm, say that right I'm now. I'm not coming at you personally. It was a welcomed gift. I'll say that. I did not buy it. Okay. I was going to wait until he was a snap. It was, I got a jersey before he fucking played his first snap. Yes, I did. Hey. What, what was his first snap? Pick six. <laughs> In that moment, a jersey did not seem like a financial viability or good decision. I'll say that. Hey, the, the, Two years know, later, is it? If, if Maybe. There, if, if there's nothing else to be said, Daniel Kurtz is a very loyal fan. I, I'm not. You know what? Thinking back on it, the Jets fucking changed their jerseys last year. I should have looked into getting a trade. I think you might still have a case Fuck. for that. But uh, no, I, you know, regardless of you know, I, I'm not coming at you personally or anything. I'm just saying. Come at me. Let, let okay. Let's take the Jets. Not even the Jets. Let's take an organization. Give me an organization. The Cardinals, right? Why am I going out to buy a Kyler Murray jersey? Because he's the next. Like, Wait. I'm getting my hopes up if I'm a Cardinals fan, right? They, they draft Kyler Murray. If you it's the if same you thing watch Cable passing passing from Ohio State and you get your hopes up, I'm checking you into a mental facility. <laughs> I, I'm not. I would get a Kyler Murray jersey before he plays snap. I would have gotten a Baker jersey. But, but it's one of those things, like, if, if, if Dwayne Haskins went to the Jets, there, there's always going to be those fans that this is our guy. You know, they get, they get this artificial yeah. feeling where this, this is our guy, this is our year, this is our, you know, this will be a dynasty. So, yeah. so I get it. I get it. I there mean, are those psychopaths. Right. I'm one of them. When, when the Eagles drafted Wentz, I wasn't, like, head over heels for him. I mean, I know he played at a small school. He, he, uh, yeah. he had injury problems in college. And Rash, I was like – Rational thought. Right, yeah. I, I don't get head over heels for these guys. But at the end of the day, I mean, th- these fans, th- they need – especially being in Washington, you know, I, I feel for them to a certain extent. They, they've gone decades now with, with not much success. You know, the, the last time they went to the playoffs, I think they had Jason Campbell at the helm. Jesus maybe Christ. maybe Kirk. I don't even think Kirk Cousins got him there. So maybe one year. Maybe maybe one year. But uh, yeah, I you know those, those people. I think you got it. Like you said, you got to give them a timetable on. You know, if you bought it from this date forward, you can cash it in on something, or they got to do something. I just, for they're you, changing but, their name. Right? That's a huge, like the Jets change their uniforms. They didn't change their name. So I right. think they're changing their this fucking is name. Like, yeah. I mean, they're very cheap. I could see them just saying "fuck you guys." Yeah. Know? I think where you're doing Haskins 2018 jersey or whatever year he's got in the league. So, Dan Snyder's an asshole. That's plain and simple. That's why three of his owners are leaving the team. <laughs> but, yeah, I think – But I, Red Tails. I think in a week it's going to be Red Tails. Question oh, over or under, do you ever buy a Red Tails jersey? I mean, no chance. <laughs> I like their colors a lot. I do. I do. Hey, like if them. Donald goes to the Red Tails in, like, five years, I'll buy, I'll buy a jersey. Okay, you said it here. You guarantee. can't back out, man. It's a guarantee. <laughs> Red tails, baby. I will never take it out of my closet, but I will buy it. <laughs> All right, so something uh, a little bit more so, you know, uh, video game related, if you will. I mean, it's we're talking about Ninja again, the streamer that is famous for, for being a, a Fortnite stud, if you will, uh, that type of thing. So uh, not the first time he's been critical of NFL kickers, which I don't really know why you're just poking, poking uh, fun at, at NFL kickers for no reason, but uh, he basically – came out and said, you know, he doesn't understand why kickers miss. Kind of, you know, it doesn't make sense. It's your job. It, it's, it's not, you know, he, he didn't exactly say it's, it's not hard to do, but he, it, it doesn't make sense to him why, why a kicker would, would miss a field goal. So th- this was featured on, on Pat McAfee. 
This is just like the Ninja situation, okay? Ninja bashed kickers like months ago, and he and I actually had an interaction. I followed him. He followed me. And then it got recycled on the internet here just a couple days ago about Ninja basically saying, like, he doesn't know how teams have kickers that just miss or something like that. Then somebody told him, like, well, how do Fortnite players ever miss a shot? And then he says, well, there's editing, there's cutting, there's this, there's all this stuff to being a professional Fortnite player. And, by the way, Ninja just got broken off for another 30 million the other day. I mean, Ninja is a incredibly savvy businessman, okay? So I understand that the Ninja is the guy in the this Fortnite world that took over everything, the business. He basically, he built up Twitch. They put him on to cover that thing. He gets broken off to go to Mixer, a competitor of Twitch, somebody that was trying to keep up with the uh, video game uh, stream social media world. He gets paid like 60 million or something to go join them exclusively. They sell to Facebook. That that's breach of contract. He gets $30 million, gets out of that. Now he's a free agent again, going back to Twitch. Ninja, by all accounts, incredibly savage businessman, okay? Good at what he does, good at business. But in this particular case, wherever he bashed, you know, the kickers who just miss, like, I just think it was a little bit of an ignorant statement. That's all, just like I thought back then, I think now. It would be like if Ninja was only allowed to be successful or have a kill if he shot somebody directly between the eyes. Uh, a former punter, I think former kicker, and maybe in college, uh, you know, a guy that, that made his career by, by kicking the ball, regardless of, you know, what form or fashion. But uh, basically, you know, like I said, Ninja came out and said, you know, it doesn't make any sense. They, they shouldn't miss kicks, that type of deal. So Pat McAfee, you know, pays the respect of saying he's a, he's a savage, savage businessman, uh, you know, obviously knows how to, to bring in the Benjamins, but uh, completely missed the mark on this one because he kind of alludes to, you know, what if, what if Ninja were to, to shoot somebody in Fortnite and shoot him in the heart or maybe like the shoulder area, that type of deal. You know, kicking, it, it, you got to shoot him right between the eyes and kicking's the same deal. You got to hit it right between the uprights. Uh, so, you know, just kind of an interesting topic to get into because, you know, I, I don't really understand how a guy that, that's, you know, with all, with all due respect, you know, sitting on his, his ass all day playing a, a, a virtual reality game, uh, you know, has, has the justified reason to, to really question why a, a kicker that's on national TV in front of millions of people, you know, most of the time, you know, they're, they're in situations where the game's extremely close, you know, let's, let's just put it in that perspective. You know, they're kicking to, to win the game or tie the game or make the game close. Let, let's take it for, for that, from that perspective. Uh, you know, that, that's a ton of pressure, and, and there's a lot of variables that go into it. I mean, you're, you're playing in most of the time outside stadiums, uh, the weather has to do with it. You know, the, the, the holder has to get the ball exactly right. You have the, the laces out. You know, they can't bobble, obviously, the, uh, the snap or anything like that. And, and you got to kick it. you got to bring your foot the whole way down to the field and, and kick upright uh, and get it far enough and through the uprights. I think that, you know, I'm no fan of kickers. I, I think, you know, kickers piss me off a lot of the time when, when my team, you know, for some reason doesn't win a game because of, of our kicker being the, at the forefront of a mistake. I, I can't stand it. But uh, those guys do deserve credit in, in the respect that it's not an easy job. And, and I think, you know, given the two things, I think, you know, it's probably easier to, to play video games very well than to kick a ball because there's there's 32 kickers in, in the NFL. And, and that's just – it's one of those things. That it's, it's a lot harder said than done. I'll say that. Yeah, it's a, it's a grotesque take. It's a, it's an ignorant take. I, I think Pat and and we had played the clip for you here. I, I think it's it's worth mentioning that it's 
kicking is equating to like a golf shot. If you miss by a centimeter or by, you know, less than a millimeter, it's, it's going left to right. You're pulling it or you're hooking it or whatever the term for kicking a ball is. And, and, and Pat goes back at him and says, you know, if, if I can't hit every kick, you're obviously not going to win every Fortnite match you play. And it's like, why, why can't a pitcher strike out a batter every single time? Why can't a batter hit a home run every single time? It's it, no one's perfect. And, um, I think when sports or when esports are played at the highest level, when you have the best in the world competing and you bring in factors for a kicker like weather, uh, holder, uh, snapper, um, situation, pressure, uh, fans, um, coaches icing you, your mental capacity to hit a kick. Obviously, if a kicker is just in a park by themselves that, or they're kicking at their high school stadium by themselves, just training, they can nail 60 yarders left and right with no problem. It's, it's when you bring in all those other factors, all those – factors in terms of pressure like I mentioned weather or whatnot it's where kicks start to go left to right or they or they miss and, and or they're short or, or whatever they get blocked so I think it's just like an ignorant take you know to, to say that and obviously Pat is a former kicker former punter himself no one's really closer to the subject in the media than he is and I think he broke it down pretty well so Ninja great Fortnite player great businessman just finessed 30 mil from Facebook and, and probably going to get 30 more mil from, from Twitch or whoever he signs with next. But uh, I just think it's an ignorant take to say that, that a kicker should be able to hit a kick every single time, no matter what. Um, I think if you look at NFL or if you look at college, these guys are pretty phenomenal at what they do. And, you know, some guys who, who have kicked it at 90% or 95%, like a, at a clip like that, like a Justin Tucker, I think what they do is even more impressive than just your average run of the mill kicker. So, um, I'd love to see Ninja go out and try to kick a football. I think uh, if you got him out of the gaming chair, got him out of the dark for a, for a couple hours, uh, <clears throat> you know, we might go blind from uh, seeing his white skin. But, uh, you know, I think it's, it's, a, it's a place from just non-education about the sport of football. So, and it's, it's you know, why can't a golfer hit a, hit a drive 300 yards straight every single time? It's because it's a hard sport. It's and, unrealistic. And exa- exactly. I think, uh, I think maybe he's, he's cloud chasing a little bit on this. I don't. I mean, I mean, maybe that is his opinion. I, you know, everybody's a little different on what how they think about things, but that's just, uh, you know, just asinine comment to make. There's been times where, you know, if it, let, let's just say when, when the Bears kicker, I forget, I'm drawing a blank, but when he hit the double doink, you know. Cody Parkey. Cody Parkey, yeah. So I think that would be uh, one of those situations where if I was in the, in the perspective of a Chicago Bears fan, I'd say, how the hell did you do that? Um, you know, it's probably more unlikely that you hit – two uprights, then you kick the ball through the net. But, um, you know, it, it's not easy. I, I've gone out and tried it. I mean, I can hit like a 30-yarder, but that's like me putting everything into it. So <laughs> uh, for, for me to say, you know, I just think he's, he's trying to catch a headline here. That, that's that's my take on it. But, you know, he, he might actually feel that way, but it, it's just not realistic. Yeah, I think you get the nail on the head. I, you know, if, if he can't go out and kill every single – player who's playing Fortnite or Warzone or whatever fucking game he's playing and, and why should an NFL kick, kicker be held to that standard so um, he'll, he'll say that it's it's the editing or it takes more skill or I don't know, keep your eyes open for more than four hours at a time takes skill or whatever but I, I just can't I just can't get behind that thing um, being, being an NFL kicker is uh, exponentially harder than, than being a professional gamer but I'm sure there are people out there that disagree with that take. So Ninja, I think, maybe ate his words a little bit and is probably seeing a lot of backlash from this. And I, but I do think that, that Pat McAfee broke it down pretty well. <laughs>